0: I'll be too nervous to. i we lost lose words. Hello and welcome to another edition of the DraftKings podcast. I am joined as ever by Matt Vincenzi. Matt, hello. Hey Tom, how's everything going? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Colin Morikawa kind of crushed my soul last week uh, from a betting perspective, and then I had. Jordan Spieth in play, I think I bet him two or three holes into Friday. He was like 70 or 80 to one. It just felt like he was going to make a run, did on the, in the end, and then just, you know, didn't, didn't get close enough, which is fine. Uh, his putting held him back. But you had a, a pretty nice team going up, up into the last couple of holes.
1: I did, yeah, yeah. That Spieth missed shorty on 18, cost me first place to third place. It was a smaller single entry, but it was still nice to uh... – be in the mix but I had a lot of uh, good plays last week um in that lineup I had JT Songjay spieth Hatton who I said I really had a good feeling about last week and he played pretty well Hostler in Vegas to my two cheap guys and then Hahn with my other cheap guys so that they all worked out pretty well
0: I think I think Hatton was probably your best call right like sure. I just had no faith in it happening like I think Hatton's a great player and um I just couldn't see it I didn't I didn't see the path to it and I mean, I'm just glad you got that one right. I mean, he, he was good. Um, yeah. Really positive. So let's find another one like that this week. Uh, Tiger's back in the field. I don't think we're going to be advocating putting Tiger in our drafting signups this week. But um, always fun to have him back. Always fun to have a strong field again. That leaves us with four guys at 10K and above. So Rahms, 11-1. Scheffler, 10-7. Uh, Rory McIlroy, 10-5. Thomas, 10-1. I feel good about the, the Rory call, like saying that he was probably not the one um Mm -hmm. and then the run was over him you know i'm done with the rory's gonna suck this week takes because he doesn't anymore but um yeah i think it i think it was a good call on that front is there anyone Uh, anyone immediately pop out for you this week
1: yeah it's rory for me i mean yeah i think everyone probably feels that way but i i bet him here last year at like 20 to one i use I, i just love him at this course i think it's a perfect course for him um i can i can definitely see him winning this week i mean too short for me to actually bet, but I I do envision starting my lineups with him. Problem is, most people seem to agree with that. He's going to be by far the most popular guy.
0: I thought Justin Thomas would be the most popular, just because of what he flashed last week, but Rory was 20th on debut. He was 5th out of 54 holes. He was 20th the following year. Then he's gone 4th, 5th, miscut 10th. So one blemish on his card. The 10th last year, he was never really in contention, but when he was 5th, he was the 54 hole leader. When he was 4th, he was... You know, right there as well for, for the weekend. So, even after a slow start, it does, it does look a good golf course for him. I always think that... I mean, I guess it's the same thing with Augusta, right? Like, that they they draw parallels, and I think he's good enough to score the lowest score of the day, but not good enough to put it together for four days for some reason. I just don't know if like, the creativeness isn't there for him, or whether the just... I don't know. Just just doesn't deal with the with the toughness of it for four whole days. Whereas he can just be the best player at any given time.
1: Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm um, I, I bet JT this week. I actually think he's going to win. Um I wasn't even thinking about him in above the ten. But like, I will definitely do some Rory and JT lineups, which is going to cause me to have to go pretty pretty low, which I'm not don't feel great about. But I think <laughs> I do want to get a couple of these guys in the in my lineup. Um, so Rory and JT are my favorite, JT1, Rory2. But it's looking like it, which is crazy because of last week, but um, Scheffler is going to be, he's getting overlooked.
0: Which is a surprise. Like, I mean, I, I i was fine ignoring him last week because I just didn't think he was going to go back to back. Um, wasn't, you know, massive indicators that he was going to do so. Then he goes and does what he does. He's got progressive form here, a miscut 30th, 20th, 7th. I wouldn't want to bet him against him uh, anymore. I think it's JT for me. Like, I think it has to be JT just because of the way, you know, we talk about this all the sort of zombies. Certain players, like he shows you when he's gonna play well. Even on his yeah. debut, when he was forty first, he was second at the halfway stage here, um, and then he's got ninth, second, and sixth uh, in three of his last five starts this event. I don't know if I am convinced that he's definitely gonna win here during his career. Whereas there are people that sort of say that, and that's fine. But, like we talked about the JB Holmes story last week that kind of held him up but i guess if you're in the camp of he's going to win at augusta one year you're probably in the camp of he's going to win at riviera one year they kind of come hand in hand I think.
1: yeah i do think he's going to win here i am one of those people who think he's going to win here one day um it's great for him but you know what a big underlooked aspect um of his game here too is his around the green game i mean he was one of the top few in in the field last week and around the green play um he has a creativity to kind of get things done around here he's a And last week, he showed a lot of good things, tee to green. He off the tee was great, which is something you don't often see from him. And then his approach game is starting to come back on, and then the around the green play. So he's kind of, if he can putt this week, that's what I think it's going to come down to. But he's showing that he's rounding into form, like all across his game.
0: He's top 10 in three straight weeks uh, around the green. So, and he led the field on his first start of the year. So, pretty impressive. Is he going to be that popular?
1: Um, he won't be i think it's going to be a little bit diminished because of his price and all the guys around him um i think he'll still be somewhat popular but i think he's still going to come in behind ram and rory rory first ram second i'll put him third
0: that's fine with me so i was going to start some lineups with so i was well just jumping straight into the nines with jt and sung jm i really like sung jm this week
1: yeah i was kind of going to jump off sung jm this
0: week um i just think i i get why people would but again, we're talking about around the green game. Thirteenth, sixteenth, second is three starts yeah. a around the green. Um, in terms of his approach, you already mentioned that his last uh, effort at Torrey Pines was his best approach week ever, and then he's matched it with another really good one last week in Phoenix. Yeah, um, when I when I think back to last year, like Neiman was this kind of sneaky player for me who's shown some course form, uh, you know, isolated rounds, and the course form was kind of hidden. And I feel the same way about Sung Jim a little bit. Like he missed the cut on debut. But he opened with a 76 and, and shot a 69 to kind of bounce back. Uh, anyone can do it on their debut here. Second start, opened with a 69. He was inside the top 20 after round one. Shot a seven, uh, second round 75, which again, I think the, these kind of courses can catch you out. Then last year, 71, 66, 75, 67. So all of a sudden he's got 66 and 67s in his repertoire. He's playing the best golf he has played leading into this event. Um, so for me, I think it's, it's time for Sanjay to really come to the fore. We, again, just keep making his Masters link, people make Honda links, he's obviously won there. Honda he's contended at, uh, Augusta he's contended at twice. I just think Sanjay's uh, in a really good spot the way he's hitting the ball.
1: Yeah, uh, all those are very good points. Uh, he, his ownership will be uh, lower than the guys around him too, I think just because his price and the players around him are all really, really popular. Um, you know you could Finau right above and Morikawa right below so that he's going to get squeezed in that regard so I do think it's a nice little contrarian play and it makes I mean he's playing great fourth and sixth his last two starts gaining strokes all over the place so yeah it makes a lot of sense the,
0: the, the, the only real doubt is his cause for miss Cup 33rd looks bad but like as I just said in the isolated rounds he's played well here and now he's coming in in the four season. I think that just changes like you read about the winners at Riviera and it's They've had to have played four or five times before. None of them have played less than three times before. He's only played three times here. so And the third was his best by a mile. So I do think there's scope for improvement, definitely. Uh, you've mentioned Finau, Morikawa. I guess I don't really have too much thought on Shoffele uh, at the top of the nines. I think he's fine and solid, but not enough for me to pay 9-9. It'd be Homer that I think is a tricky decision at 9-7.
1: Yeah... Hmm. I know. I mean, I say it all the time, but I'm probably gonna fade him. And I know I've been doing it often. But um, coming off the win at Farmers, I mean, I, if I'm paying this price, to somebody, I think they're gonna win. I don't think he's gonna win two out of three starts. Like I've done them before, and I, you know, I'm happy to be wrong. Which it's fine. But um, last week he he lost some two and a half off the tee,
0: lost a little on approach,
1: and that's, and it's coming off
0: a win. So Look, it is what it looked was, frustrated but. as well, didn't they? Like, that was the main thing. I just. I think I can leave him just because I like Sanjay. I don't hate Finao and I and I do think it's a good bounce back spot for Morikawa. But I would definitely understand people going back to Homer in uh, Riviera.
1: Yeah, me, me too. I'm not going to be doing it, but I guess I can see people want to.
0: Fee now two seconds here.
1: Um, yeah, he's always he's always a threat here. Uh, he he's been playing great. He just se- can't really get the f- putter figured out, and he seems like to. Kind of when he's getting, every time he starts getting close to in contention, he kind of makes a mistake and falls back. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to be pretty popular as well. Looking at the entire 9K and above, the three most popular guys, if I had to pick, would be Rory 1, Homa 2, and I would put Final third, um, just above Ram. So I think people are definitely going to be playing him. Um, I prefer going to Morikawa.
0: Yeah. Over him. If you can if you can avoid those two and get Morikawa in a better spot, I think that's a great thing. Like I know he was terrible with his irons last week, but that doesn't happen very often with Morikawa when he's in the form he was in. So um, I think it's a great bounce back spot for him. This is the one time where I do think I'm firmly off Cantley. Like I know he's got good form here and I know he's got good form in California in general, but I just think there's something
1: wrong. Yeah, there is something wrong. I I, I actually bet him because I. Like you know, thirty-three to one, I thought it was kind of ridiculous yeah. and just worth a shot. But I agree with you in the in the drafting format, just because he could torpedo a lineup like he did last week. He was, uh, you know, his price is getting really low though now, so like it, it is kind of worth a shot, I
0: think. But I, I'm wondering what's going on with him. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I, I'm fine with him finishing twentieth or thirtieth. Where when he starts missing cuts, and you know, it's just it's a worry. And as much as he has got decent course form here, it's not good enough that like I feel like I have to play him like Burns is actually there at 9-1 and has as good a course form if not better I mean, he's got the, the higher finish in third and he's playing much better at the moment
1: yeah I will have some exposure to Cantley just because I do like I think he's, he, under-
0: he's, a, he's a good he's, he is a good like game theory play right like if, if you think that he's just too good I mean I said in the podcast yesterday the best in one but he will come good it's just a matter of when um yeah but there's just so many times where i just get nervous that you keep thinking that you keep thinking he's gonna play well it's gonna come back again and then he doesn't and eventually you just have to kind of give up for a bit
1: yeah i think that you know i'm torn between thinking that way or thinking this is the week he does it so we'll see to me again burns makes sense and i know i'm different in the 8900 now but i'm not going to be playing burns because i will be playing a lot of victor Hovland. i like him a lot in this spot i've Kind of pegged him here for a couple of years and just get him to Riviera. i think it's gonna be a real a good spot for him to win like his real breakout win because he hasn't won that big event yet i think this could be the one i think it's a great spot for him the around the green is definitely a concern but um his last two starts he finished fourth and fifth here and the around the green didn't hurt him too much so
0: well, well that's the thing like i think i think the around the green is the difference between him winning and contending but i don't think it's detrimental to him getting inside the top 5 6 8 whatever that you think you need him to do uh, at 8900 so yeah I'm fine with it like he's playing better than I thought he was like I know he finished 42nd last week but it was solid enough he was 13th at Pebble where he was firmly in um in contention he was fine at tournament champion 67 and 66 so there's definitely been enough signs of Victor's basically back to not his best definitely not his best but like certainly back to contending form
1: yeah, I hope so. I, he was my, my other bet of the week, so I, I do um, I do think he, he can do it. Uh, well, do I think he can do it? I don't know a question. I think he's getting contention. Uh, we haven't really seen from him against the big boys to really be able to get it done yet. I hope he can, though.
0: I don't think he'll win, but like I, I think he's absolutely fine top five. Um, Cameron Young, Zalatoris, similar players, not really interested at the moment.
1: Sal Torres, I just don't, I just don't think he's healthy. I mean, if he was healthy, why wouldn't he have played last week? Yeah. Uh, and if it's because he can, he only has one start in him to play really well, then that means he's not healthy. So, yeah. I, I, I'm going to avoid him there. And Cameron Young, I just think he's a little bit overrated right now.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So Spieth, we've kind of had this discussion um, in the message thread over the weekend. He's going to be popular. He's playing really well with his irons. I think he has a really good week.
1: He's not going to be incredibly popular. Um, Middling, I would say. Uh, I think a lot of people just don't know whether to buy it or not. And I'm one of those people. I don't know his form's been hit or miss, but last week the ball striking was really good.
0: So good, like I think it was like his second or third best ever ball striking week, right?
1: Yeah, and then you get some sneaky course form here. Um, He's—I never thought he was good here, but you know, looking back at it, he has had some pretty good finishes. I still don't think of it as a speed place, and he has his places right where, where you want to play him. And I think Phoenix could even be argue, arguably one of them.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: this is one, though.
0: It's weird, because, like, miscut on there then he was 12th where he was 6th at the 54th hole stage. He finished 4th, he's finished 22nd, finished 9th, uh, and then the last two years, 15th and 26th. And he was 4th at halfway stage last year. I I think, again, a little bit like Victor, I think he's plenty fine to get into contention at the moment. I just don't think the putting's good enough for him to go and do what we expect from Jordan Spieth. So, I think he can win because I think he can give himself enough opportunities and, you know, I think everyone's going to struggle a little bit with the putting this week. But um, I don't know that he's going to go and run away with it and be confident is the one thing I'd say.
1: Right. Yeah, it's tough to be confident in him at all. Like, maybe I'll have a little exposure to him, but I just – he's really hard to trust at the moment.
0: I just think, like, so I can start my lineups with Thomas, Im, and Spieth. Mm Mm-hmm. And that gives you three very definite winning upsides. Um, It is risky. And, like, that could very much be two out of three miscuts, right? I understand that. Um, But I don't think it's a bad way to start and give yourself kind of 7 2 for the remainder of the way.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty good.
0: Let's go. We won't go one by one. Let's talk about Jason Day for a minute. Um, Incredibly. You know, playing incredibly well. Back to not his best, but not far from it. Um, he's got poor course form. Missed cut, missed cut. 60 seconds, 60th horse, missed cut. But my thoughts on this. 2010, 2011, he's new to the tour, right? New to Riviera. Back to play missed cuts there. Don't really bother me. Finishes 62nd on his uh, third start. Clearly just decides it's not really either the time of year that he wants to play or the course that he wants to play. He doesn't play again until 2017. Finishes 64th, again, disappointing. But then he comes back in 2020 during the COVID time, uh, or maybe just before COVID. And I opened him around a 68, and it was 7th after round one. And I just think that kind of suggests, that along with his uh, Augusta pedigree suggests that this could actually be a good cause for him. And it's just the fact that he doesn't play here every year is why we've had some bad results.
1: Could be. I so I looked into this too, and I think he's just playing really well. That I'm, I, I think he's almost course proof right now with the way he's playing. Yeah. But I looked at the last twenty four rounds
0: played at Riviera
1: strokes gained total. He ranked one o seventh of one eleven.
0: But but is that indicative? I mean, I haven't looked exactly, but I think he's either going to be the, like maybe the first start of the year, or he's just not played well yet. I mean, I'm guessing there would have been a good Tory finishing there at some point. But yeah, I just It'll I just I just think it's. I think he's. I thought this about Phoenix last week. I didn't think he was. I think it was going kind to of run out a bit on him because it wasn't a great course for him and he was great. I just think this is that this should be a good golf course for him. And while it hasn't been, uh, I think he can turn that around.
1: It, it should be. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I think he's going to win the players or API. I think that he's going to win one of those two. I think there were still 65s out of things about the players and I think that'd be a great time to swoop that up. Um, Last time I said was the rookie one at 80. I think that was a pretty good bet seeing where he finished. So uh, I think the 65 day there. I'm going to try to hope to avoid him until we get to that API player swing. And I want to bet him those weeks. So I'm going to try to stay off both draftings wise and um, betting wise for now.
0: Who's your favorite in the eights? Uh, I
1: mean, I like Adam Scott a lot. I know he's going to be relatively popular. And I know um, you know it's banking a lot on course history and not as much on current form.
0: But I think that's fine. I think yes. this is a golf course where it's fine. And actually, when you look at his current form, he's not missed a cut since the PGA Championship last year. He's had four top nine finishes in his last nine starts. They were worldwide, obviously second in Japan, uh, second in Australia, and I think sixth in Japan. But he was twenty-first at the Sony. Fine, he had back-to-back fifth-place finishes at the FedEx Cup playoffs to finish last year. So he's playing absolutely fine. Eight top eleven finishes in fourteen starts here, including two wins. One of them unofficial because of rain delay. Uh, Rain cut it short to six holes, but he was fourth here last year as well. So he's had that win and a fourth in the last three visits here. Um, I, I think he's essential. Yeah,
1: I think so too. So and I think it's just a really high floor. Um, can he win? I don't know, but I know he can play really well. We've seen the resurgence a couple of weeks ago of, of Rose and um, you know. So those, I've,
0: those, I've yeah. put him, Day, and Rose in the same bracket. And yeah. I would put Ricky in there as well. And the way that they spoke about Ricky, I don't know if you listened to the interview about him and their sort of similar struggles at Phoenix, right? So I think Adam Scott looks at Justin Rose and goes, oh, that's one of the people that I should be playing like. Like if he can still do it this part of his career, I should too. He looks at Jason Day, there's my compatriot. as someone that we've kind of had mirror images of, of success at times. Um, now's my time. And when you look at the current form, it's actually fine. Um, it's not, you're not, because it's, you've got to go back to the Felix Cup playoffs and it's not Tory Amex or anything like that where we've seen Rose or Pebble, um, seen Rose and Day. It's not recent enough that it is glaringly obvious, but I think he's definitely in better form than people give him credit for.
1: Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I do... I'm going to be definitely be playing him. I just, uh, it's, I can never avoid him anyway, so especially here and, I'm not going to be able and to.
0: I'm, and I'm playing Rose. Like, Justin Rose is incredible the the way that he sort of taught after that win at pebble was great and i absolutely think that he can kind of repeat the success right we've seen in his career he's twice in his career he's gone back-to-back wins they've come from the dp world tour um, but when he won the Zurich classic it was the the start after finishing second at the masters so he just keeps his form going i just sent an interview with him saying that he doesn't think he's anywhere near his peak but he feels like he's in a good enough place to contend and win golf tournaments and he thinks there's scope for improvement so he's really excited you look at his cause form; it's really really strong as well
1: yeah this is one of those weird instances where i would be 100 percent playing him if he didn't win two weeks ago but now it's like how much energy does it take for him to win i know he took a week off it's and pebble
0: loan then... right it's not like it does it matter yeah but the rounds are so long and grueling yeah. but, but maybe, been... maybe that's why that week was off in phoenix like he maybe he's got this in mind yeah, it could be, and you know what?
1: Of all those guys we talked about, the day Rose Scott Rose is going to be the least owned, and he's arguably in the best form. He's coming off a win, so. I well,
0: think it's because people—sorry to interrupt—like people are convinced that Day's going to win soon, and I absolutely agree. So they don't want to miss it. People love the course history of Adam Scott because he's got the wins, whereas Rose has actually done everything but win here. Like he's been in around the top ten multiple times. I actually really, really like his chances.
1: Yeah, let's see what he. I want to look at it real quick. What he did statistically. 21 pebble he weird like it didn't didn't nothing really jumps off the page but two it's going to suddenly
0: with the two courses right but the two yeah. rounds
1: yeah so
0: um then the last round is basically grinding so i think it's tough that's the thing as well like he's not gonna flash because he didn't play in Phoenix. like if he came right back out in phoenix last week and finished top 20 there's gonna be so much buzz when really i don't think there's any difference in him having a week off and finishing 20 for phoenix for his chances
1: yeah, anytime you can get a guy like that coming off a win in good form and getting completely overlooked, I think it's worth definitely a, a contrarian play. Nothing would surprise me though this week. If he missed the cut, it wouldn't surprise me, and if he, you know, finished top ten, it wouldn't surprise me. It's, I feel like it's kind of a risk reward play.
0: Yeah, I don't like Tom Kim. Worried about Fitzpatrick, I've bet him, but worried about him for DraftKings. Hideki, interesting.
1: Hideki is interesting. I always, you know, I me, mean, I always like Hideki. Uh, I like his course history a lot. Um, but he's just so bizarre and difficult to figure out. I mean, Sony opening gains four point nine on approach, loses five putting. The following <laughs> week does nothing on approach, gains five point seven putting. Then last week he gains everywhere four on the green, three point six off the tee. It's his best off the tee week in uh, since August yeah. of of twenty
0: twenty one,
1: I think. <laughs> um, so. It's, it's, it's odd and he loses 4.7 on approach it's just so hard to predict
0: it is so hard though to combine gaining that much off the tee and approach because it becomes so much harder to gain an approach when you're hitting it that well off the tee I know that I know when you're playing your best you have to do both and that's what Scotty Scheffler does and Speed does etc. last week but I sometimes think that's okay like his, his irons can't have been that bad um, it would have just been that he put himself into better opportunities than he took advantage of
1: yeah, I, I think so. And I do like him. I'll probably play him a little bit. Um, it's just, he's just so, like, he. I said and bust before. He's the ultimate Bus. I have no idea what to expect, but would it shock me if he won? No.
0: Because I've just got so many options in that 8K range, I don't feel like I need to go to him, but it's just one of those, like, I want to give a bit of color to him because, you know, he's, a, he's an important player, right? Yeah. Um, let's not go one by one in sevens, obviously. Who's your favorite at the top of the 7K range? My favorite is
1: Keegan Bradley. I love um, Keegan. 75-1, like to one, I think it's an unbelievable number. I mean, because he's one of the few long shots who to have to compete with those top dogs if he kind of gets in there. Yep. Um, but he's ranks fourth in the field in three-putt avoidance, which I know is crazy for Keegan Bradley, but he's been just great at, at putting and lag putting, which I think is going to be really important this week. Um, continually gaining on approach, continually gaining putting, continually gaining off the tee this season. Uh, second at Farmers, 20th at... Phoenix, and you know what we've seen? Kind of a correlation of guys who have played really well at Farmers and then parlay it with playing well at Riviera. So I just looked at this earlier. Um, the, the recent winners here: uh, Neiman was sixth at Torrey. Yep. Poma was ninth, and Scott was second when they won Riviera, and wow. he was he was second at, at Torrey. Tory. So,
0: and just I just think. Right, and that is great, and that only adds to my confidence. I think that Keegan is basically the Keegan of old at the moment, and if you believe that as well, from 2012-2015, second, 16th, 20th, 4th here. Yeah. Like, if if he's playing, like, the 2012-2015 Keegan, which is some of his ball striking suggests he is, and the fact that, like, he's he's, he's much more engaged, I always say this about people, when they become more engaged on social media it, it feels like a confidence. So you didn't hear from Keegan for years for, on social media. He was he was struggling with his game, whatever. He's back on there now, like disappointed um with a couple of rounds last week, but tied twentieth and move on, or whatever. Like he's disappointed with the twentieth. And I think it was earlier on in the season, like I kind of brought up the the top ten percentage of like Keegan last year, it was like thirty three percent or something. Like he he was so solid last year and it's rolled straight into this new season as well.
1: Yeah, I wonder what um, what he is at the PGA this year. Because I mean, when he, when he was in that form, he was winning a major and he won a, a playoff event. You know,
0: like I joked, like Jason Day, Keane Bradley, and Rose are gonna contend at majors this year, but it's it's only half a joke. Like I think I've already yeah. put the hundreds one bet on Day for the PGA. Um, I, I think they can both do it. I think uh, you know, it's Rose has got Augusta that he absolutely loves. If he get, you know, he's in there now as of now, and he? he's thirty sixth in the world, so he'll get in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why those three players can't contend in majors. If we feel that way, then they should be played here because it's a major type event.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um,
0: and Wyndham Clark's going to be popular at 7-8. That's the important thing, there. Yeah, just check. Keegan
1: Bradley, 100-1 to right now on um, uh, for the PGA Championship. I was thinking because it's like a shorter course where some of the yeah. other guys some ball strikers like you know, Duffner was there, and he's kind of a similar type of well, they,
0: guy. they've apparently they've like removed a lot of the trees, so it's going to be a little bit more like driver heavy, and you know, maybe some long guys can do well there. But he can still do that, so I'm not concerned.
1: Right? Yeah. So Wyndham Clark, yeah, crazy course form. Um, he will definitely be popular. Probably too popular for me at the price. I just can't click his name over Keegan Bradley right well, now.
0: It, it, like that's just the thing. Like he's just the perfect play off of Wyndham Clark. Like I yeah. do like Wyndham. Like I have nothing. Negative to say about Wyndham Clark, his form's great right now. I think he's five or six straight top forty finishes, not missing cuts. Um, was it seventeenth and eighth here? Like he's unbelievable. Um, but I'm just going to play Keegan for the for the discounted ownership.
1: And he's twice the player. And and you got Corey Connors right there, looking like three percent own. Not that I really love him this week, but I'm not, I'd rather play a three percent Connors over a fifteen percent Wyndham Clark. I, like, um, I just can't click that. Button. If he was unowned and he was 7,800, it's just too expensive for him. If he was 7,800, no one was playing him. I said, oh, he got the course history, I'll play him. Or if he was really popular, but he was plug-and-play at 6,800 or 7,000, then sure, I'll do it. But those two combinations of those things makes me out.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I I probably will have a little bit of him just because I I do like him as a player, but I'm definitely going to be more bullish on Keegan. Then there's kind of a bit of a myriad of people that we've talked about loads over the last few weeks. So I'm not that bothered about. I like Adam Hadwin. I think he he's got some really solid course form. Play well last week. I think he can kind of run it back. Shane Lowry's cheap, but I think he's cheap for a reason.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I even the betting on this it, like crazy. Thinking about yeah, like he's one hundred to one. But, but I agree with you. I think something's wrong and something's off, and it's just a trap.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're 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 not stupid. They know why they're doing it. K. H. Uh, Lee seven four. Not for me. Yeah. It, I, I think it does become quite thin down here. I've got Taylor Moore at 7-2. Bo Hostler at 7-2. Uh, Kurt Kitsuyama 7-1. Dietrich 7-1 as people's look at.
1: I have three or four of those guys. Hostler is my favorite played in the bottom range. He's not going to be played. Um, but, I mean, he's really rounding into form. I mean, he, he back-to-back uh, 11th and 14th in two weeks. And he's a California guy. He, And he's, you know, playing arguably better than he's played in a very long time back to back like i don't know when the last time he had two top 15s in a row was admit may- maybe,
0: maybe never <laughs> maybe, maybe never yeah maybe never I mean, maybe the, I... he lost the playoff to poulter i imagine he maybe played well either side of that but
1: no he was uh hmm. not not that in the direct week before or after um the last time was 2018 second at travelers six that quicken loans yeah um, and they were in two weaker events yeah. And then so and he has some decent course history. Sneaky, right? In 2019, yeah, really he finished 15th, 15th. Yeah. And like, he's really good at putting on these services. has a good short game. And I, and I was tracking him a lot last week because I had him in that really good draftings lineup. So I was tracking all of his shots. He was sticking like 200 yard approaches to like five feet yeah. uh, multiple times. He's really good with the long iron, which is surprising, um, which I think is going to be good for him here.
0: Forty eighth last year, but he was eighteenth at the fifty four hole stage. 69, 69, 68. That's not easy around Riviera. Just go sub seventy three rounds in a row, either. Like, and no. he wasn't playing well then, as far as like, I can remember. So, uh, Bo Hostler is, I agree, probably the best seventy two play because Taylor Moore is obvious because he's in good form. Yeah, um, and play and finished 23rd last year, whereas Hostler takes a little bit more of thinking about. I think.
1: Yeah, and Moore is going to be twelve thirteen percent, and Hostler's going to be three or four. Um i don't know i kind of have a feeling this says Hoster can actually contend here i don't
0: know what it is about me but i think um... he always strikes me as like a classical tournament contender like i look at bo hostel and think oh you you love the tradition of golf you're going to be good at like yes. tory and riviera and that sort of stuff and it hasn't necessarily played out yet but i think it will
1: and the thing is too like you're like oh oh can't win in a big field like he doesn't have a, like he he had the pedigree i mean he was like the top-ranked amateur player in the world he had a really high. He's still only twenty-seven. A lot of these guys don't really develop until they're older. Like when Max Homer was twenty-seven, would people would laugh if you told him said he was going to win Tour and Riviera. So I think maybe he's the type of guy. He's a late bloomer. He, and he again, he had the pedigree just like Homer did uh, coming out coming out of
0: college. So I kind of have a feeling he can contend this week. Homer, Finau. Um, I mean, there's the countless of others that have not done anything until they're approaching thirty, right? I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, Homer's thirty-two now, so. He didn't get his first win until 2019 uh, yeah, so yeah. he was he was like 29 28. Yeah. so hostlers if he wins ahead of him like i don't i don't know that he's got the same ability as homer uh to go on and do that but i think it's a good comparison in the sense of don't give up on people that were meant to be good so soon and what's happening is like Hostler came out and he played well for a short period of time. When he first came out, he had all that pedigree. People got really excited. Then he was dog shit for two or three years. And Everyone goes, "Oh, he's no good anymore." Like it, it was a flash in the pan, and that's because we have Spieth come out and do what he does, Tom Kim come out and do what he does, Sung J M, etc. All these people that just we've been spoiled recently. Cameron Young was a lotorus, etc. People just taking Murakawa. ducks to water. Morikawa exactly, Hovland like. Not they're they're the anomalies, whereas these hostlers and the you know the other people that we're kinda of mentioning are the rule and, yeah. and and you, you used to hear the like thirty five was your prime on the PJ tour or even like closer yeah. to forty. Um you wouldn't want to get to thirty five and never have won, I don't think. But if you've had a couple of chances by then and, and do your best stuff later on, I think that's fine.
1: Yeah, so so main point is I agree with you. Who knows if he's gonna play well here? I do have a strong feeling on him like I did last week, but I think this week he can he can contend. I'm going to bet a top ten or something on him. And just like you said, don't give up on him too early. I think there might be the best yet to come for him.
0: Who was the so you agree with three of the four like I said? Who was the one that you more? Did? I like more, but the ownership's a little up there. And then
1: Dietrich I'd star just because his skill set should fit pretty well.
0: He so it's a really lazy comparison, but Thomas Peters was great here when he yep. used to play here, and I think they are just like Peters was the better player coming in when he played well here and Dietrich hasn't quite got to that level yet but he's been playing solid since he came on the PGA Tour and I think he can be good
1: yeah both Belgians you usually see like I know it's a late again maybe a little lazy but like you see sometimes people from the same country play similar courses where like you see a lot of the Australians play this place well because it, it's so maybe there's something to that I don't know um, but yeah he, he was one of, the, one of the four that I had down here uh, Steel was the other one the one that uh, you didn't have yeah Just because last week, I mean, he was really popular last week and he burned a lot of people, but it doesn't change the fact that he still was playing really good golf. And even last week, he gained 2.9 strokes on approach in only two rounds. He lost three putting, which is going to happen once in a while with Steele. And I think this is probably a better fit for him this week than it was last week, so I'm going to go back to him.
0: Yeah, I I think it's, again, it's just a case of, like, people do get burnt and they get emotional about things and and that happens, and I understand it. Um, One of those people for me at the moment, uh, Joel Damon, Is someone that I think I was ready to give up on, but he's sitting there at seven K, and he's been fine. Like he's 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 not done what I expected him to. I was really keen, but Pebble didn't do anything. Finished fiftieth last week, forty first. Like he's treading water since he's come back. But this is a golf course he's finished fifth on.
1: Yeah, which is a little surprising, right?
0: But like ball striking wise, he's been excellent recently as well. So I think like the the newer Joel Damon should fit this really well.
1: Well, he has been excellent prior to his last three stars. Yeah. Losing 1.5 at Phoenix, losing 1.3 on approach at Pebble. I'm just unsure if he's back in form after you have a kid. Um, yeah, I know I, I got two two kids under three. There's a lot of sleepless nights in there, and everyone de- deals with it differently. He's played poorly since he's come back, so I, I'm going to be avoiding probably for that reason.
0: Yeah, I, I just think it's just like a cheap play, like if someone's is looking for, yeah, a, absolutely. for seven. Um, Insta 6Ks then I think is, is the best way to go and then we'll kind of rattle through this unless you've got any others you wanted to mention in the 7s. Nope, no one left in the 7s. Johnny Vegas, 6'9". That's my guy. I knew you'd like him, but there's, there's good reasons as well. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, I loved him last week um, and I love him just as much this week. He's playing great golf. Like I think he's so
0: underpriced he is really underpriced and I think it's because people don't necessarily believe it at the moment his course form is hit or miss but he's got a 12th here on debut he's got a 15th uh, where he's 4th at the halfway stage he's made you know as many cuts as he's missed so I think in the form that he's in right now a 6-9 is good
1: yeah I think it's great I think it's great I mean I he's not going to win but I still like 250 to 1 he's priced with guys who are like he has way better chance than um, and again I don't think he can win but I don't know if you each you guys can each way that over there um, I thought yeah. that was pretty good price and uh last week he was really challenging for the top 10 for most of the week and he kind of went after it towards the end and fell down the stretch but he lost strokes putting um but he typically can get a little bit hot putting i I know he's probably a better putter in florida and maybe it's better to wait till the next couple weeks for him but um he might be a look at honda as well coming up next week if he plays because that's really kind of his jam Um, but i think he can get you a top 30 here
0: yep no i agree uh, the other one I was looking at, Sam Ryder, eighth, miscut, cut, missed cut, missed cut, fourth, 20 of his last uh, six events. So he's pretty boom or bust, um, either top 10, top 20s or misses a cut. And it's been a little bit the same here, 56th, miscut, cut, 26th. Just think of him as like a. I think he can play well in California, has played well here twice now, or made the cut. I think at six, seven in the form he's in, he's not a patch out. You talked about that Tory angle as well.
1: Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yep
0: and then it just gets thin like really thin like we saw last week in phoenix like no one that i particularly have that much confidence in i looked at dylan fratelli just because he played well um last week or wellish um is there anyone new you like in six days
1: yeah it's tough i mean mackenzie hughes i thought it was kind of interesting he plays these longer classical courses well even though you think he wouldn't but he's not playing very well at the moment
0: and he's he's been like three out of four missed cuts here like so this one for some reason has not been good for him the one that couldn't work out so kisner's only ever played here once he missed the cut i wonder why he doesn't play here because i feel like in a course where distance doesn't matter too much shouldn't that be something that he should do it should but i think he just hates these polar greens yeah like i guess he's just like he's only here this year because it's elevated and more money and feels like he has to play um but like sometimes when you come in and just go like, Oh, I can't I can't deal with these greens and you just have a really poor attitude, sometimes that just frees you up a bit, you're not expecting to make anything and he's probably a better player than the sixty six hundred guy. Yeah, yeah, he
1: absolutely is. But it's almost like that uh, we talked about with the Lower thing, it just isn't the right fit at
0: the right time. I just think maybe yeah. Maybe there's a reason, then don't do it. And just around yeah, that. Stephen Jaeger's been playing pretty well, like solidly. If you want a cheap guy, I think you know he's made five out of his last six cuts. I think that's pretty impressive for a guy at sixty five hundred. But Lipsky is is always someone I think we give a little bit of a look to. Are you done with the Danny Willett experiment?
1: Yeah, I am. I don't like this course for him. Maybe next week. Um,
0: but this, yeah, this 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 range is bad. Danny Lee made the cut last week, by the way. He told me oh, friends, right. friends don't let Danny Lee play. Um, you know, he, he made the cut, 6,300 again.
1: Okay, hey, that's not, a, and this is kind of his, one of his jams, right? He plays pretty well here.
0: It's 52nd and 21st the last two years. Uh, he was 12th at the 54 hole stage last year. Uh, he missed a bunch of cuts. He basically went missed cut 69 and and then five missed cuts here, and went 52nd 21st. So, pretty indicative of Danny Lee's career, but it's good enough at this range.
1: I love men with Han I feel like they play the same course as
0: well yeah, just, just because they're just cheap and for some yeah. reason they can spike exactly um,
1: Boomer bust
0: there's no one safe they're, they're all in the 6k range for a reason right champ? Um, who
1: champ he's playing awful Jesus
0: yeah like I <laughs> I, I always want to play champ because it always you know like when he gets put up at like a 100 to 1 in the betting thing and you think like oh it just made so much sense like he's won so many times in his career already um, or he's had chances to win so many times his career already, uh, but there's just nothing actually statistically that you can put behind him to go, yeah, let's give him a chance. I mean, everyone in this
1: range is playing awful.
0: Yeah, like there's a reason. I mean, I guess the only person that has had decent success recently is Malnati, 20th at Torrey, 4th at Pebble Beach.
1: Yeah, you can't trust him
0: here. Coastal. Um... He has. He's actually sneakily, like... He's got 64th, 44th, and 26th place finishes here. 26th
1: 26,
0: 26 last year. So maybe just for the fact that he's had those two good finishes in um, California recently, maybe just for someone that if you're des, like I would say it's desperation times, so you're putting Pisa Manati in the lineup for Riviera, but they're going to come if you, like you said at the top, like if you're going to try and sandwich two of those ties in from the top, he, he might be a consideration. What about your boy, Stewie Sink? Yeah, I do like Stuart Sink. I don't know why. Um, Feels like somewhere he should play well. Hasn't really, but makes cuts here.
1: But he, last week he finished in 65th, made the cut, and he lost almost eight strokes putting. So, I mean, he'd be playing pretty well to do that. (laughs) That's
0: absolutely outrageous, isn't it? Eight eight strokes putting.
1: Um, And he still did all right. So, I mean... He, I mean, he hits it pretty far somehow. Uh, I think he's on HGA. So, so
0: apparently he, so he ranked 45th in approach, 50th in teeth green, and lost 8 strokes Like, How did he even yeah. make the cut? I don't understand. Yeah, um,
1: shifted in a couple of
0: times, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, done, he's done some uh, miracles. Where was he in around the green? Maybe that would explain it. 30th. He wasn't good in anything. <laughs> That's not what's happened. Yeah, it's another um, <laughs> Are you going to play any hard? Jimmy H- Jameson? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably, just
1: because there's nobody else here, and he's the only one who's playing decently. He's one here, and he is in he's a, in the best form of pretty much... Well, I mean, I don't know if he's the best form, but he's 32nd last week. That's more you can say for pretty much anyone else down here. Game strokes off the tee, 3.1. So, yeah, I think he's the one of the few guys you can go
0: to. Yeah, I, I don't have any strong... T- Normally, I, I like to have a strong take in the 6Ks that we're really bullish on. I don't have one this week. Um, I would yeah. say Peter Manati at 6.3 seems like a safer option compared to a lot of the people around him and that's indicative of what we are dealing with
1: yeah and then the bottom sevens like i can just go to Hostler, 72 more 72 d vegas at 69 i'm fine with that
0: so let's let's go in reverse ordering let's start a lineup with johnny vegas at 69 and um bo hostler at 72 who are the top two guys we want to take jt jt um
1: and who do we both I think you could throw Scott in there, we both like him a lot. Let's
0: put Scott, yep.
1: Yeah. And what's that leave us?
0: Leaves us with eight nine. The next good two.
1: Guy.
0: It's just because we haven't I mean let's let's just put Morikawa in for argument's sake for now. That means we could have Jason Day. Yeah, so or you, Keegan. Or Keegan. Keegan Leave some money on the table.
1: And then you can go up from Morikawa
0: to. To Homer, Shoffalo, Finau, Em. So this, this lineup, so you can have Morikawa, Scott, and Thomas, who I think are three players that give you absolute winning upside. Yep. You've got Keegan Bradley, who I think can win, but ultimately is probably like a top 10, 15 player. I think it's pretty fair. Yep. Hostler, I guess, is a top 20 guy for us. And then Vegas is just your guy that. Poodles along, I guess.
1: Yeah, if you like Day better than Keegan, that works too.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think ultimately probably Day gives you the more winning upside, just yeah. as a as a renowned player, right? But yeah, I, I don't hate that kind of list there that we have put together. So I don't, I think it's good. Should we do, Should we round it out? Should we make our uh, make our favorite plays? So ten k and above, JT. Yeah, JT, JT for both of us. Nine k, I love J at nine four.
1: I'm going to go with...
0: You can put Victor in 8-9 if you want to
1: do that. Yeah, I'm going to go Victor. I I like him a lot. Uh,
0: 8K, I'm going to go with Scott.
1: I'm going to go with Scott too.
0: 7K, let's have a couple from here. So we both love Keegan Bradley, so we might as well just tick him off for both of us. And I think we both love Hosler at 7-2, so one at the top, one at the bottom.
1: Yeah, Keegan Bo for me, for sure.
0: Keegan and Bo, like it. 6K, um... You've got Vegas at the very top at six nine, and I think Malnati's the other one at six three.
1: Yeah, works for me, and I I will be sprinkling a little bit of Han in there. He's he, I much he's a big Han guy. Yeah, you are a big. Han guy. so
0: much confident, right? Yeah, he he, well, he definitely loves a bit of social media. Probably should stay off of it for for yeah, certain it doesn't reasons. Doesn't go well. For him. Um, I mean, I like him, so whatever that's good i like it i think you know ultimately i think the one sweeping statement i would make here is i think if you're gonna think about course history at any golf course i think it's stickier here than most
1: yeah i think i read that it ranked seventh out of 39 courses in course history uh you know relation so
0: i agree with you yeah well you think about the fact that it's tied to tory and and augusta and things like that and they're similar types of tests right so uh yeah, I think that's it. I think take those guys, take those veterans and believe in them um, and sprinkle your uh, flavors down at the 6K range.
1: Yep, I agree. And Then I'll give you the, um, real quick, I just want to give you the um, rankings here for course history in the last 24 rounds just just to, yep. for, to re- reward those who stuck around. Um, I got, let's see, uh, I think I just, no, I got it. All right, Scott, Rory, J.B. Holmes, <laughs> Shoffley, Donald, so it's 36 rounds actually, Ram Hovland, Homa, Thomas there you go Donald? Yeah he's I guess he must not have played it a little bit so his rounds are... He's up. not
0: played here for four years and even before that, three years before that, 45th 17th, 37th, but between 2008 and 2010, the third, sixth and second
1: Yeah, so there you go
0: But, they, but those 36 rounds are based. they must be before that, so he had like a 16th miscut I'm not going to talk myself into Donald. That would just be wild. Yeah, um, probably not. He has played some good golf recently, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean, maybe he's better than those other odds. I, I I can't do it. I'm I'm no. just going to go with Mount Naughty in that range. Yeah. yeah. Interesting enough, um, Matt. Thank you, as everybody. Um, really enjoyed this week. Tiger's back. It's always fun, I guess. Uh, depending on, on how they deal with it on the coverage. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about him. All right. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I think. Yeah. I think it's just safe to to ignore it. Right. Um. I just hope he has a medium week. Like I hope he just
1: Yeah,
0: I hope he looks healthy
1: and doesn't look like oh man, he's not walking yeah. very
0: well. The thing is that like, when I saw the last time I remember vividly watching Tiger a lot was at the PGA and he was drenched in sweat, less unhealthy, couldn't put, you know, couldn't prop himself up without um, you know, the board, just looked really defeated, cried a lot at um, St Andrews obviously for a reason. Um, glad he's back, but low expectations and just don't want to see him just walking around painfully.
1: Yeah, I agree Uh, and I'll end by saying Justin Thomas wins this week.
0: Excellent, love it.